Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hello. Welcome to Jewel Says. I'm Julie, Jewel's grandmother. All opinions expressed in this podcast are mine or the people who've told me their stories. I don't expect everyone to agree with me. And if you don't like it, you don't have to listen. You know, birthdays are funny things for different people. People feel different ways about age. I know I always round everyone's age up after Catherine's birthday. Well, the children anyway. And I round myself up sometime in the fall because my birthday's in the winter. I round Abe up after my birthday because he's between 16 and 17 years younger than I am which is scandalous, but I still think that 16 years younger sounds less scandalous than 17 years younger. So I round him up as soon as I have a birthday. The thing is, he buys into it so completely, he actually forgets that I've rounded him up. I hear him tell people if it ever comes up, well, I've heard him several times tell people that he'll be 48 this year without realizing that he had rounded himself up again. Just last night, I heard him telling someone he would be 48 this year. 47, I called out to him again. You'll be 47 this year. I round you up. Oh, yeah. I don't think he thinks about his birthday much, really. Birthdays were never much of a big deal in his family. As his mother says, Jesus' birthday is the only one that matters. She'll say happy birthday, send a card, or give you food. Her love language is food. But she sincerely believes that celebrating with a party is maybe okay for children, but once you're a certain age, you're too grown up to celebrate with a party. That might sound cold to some people, I know. But we are all different, we're all raised differently, and we all have different perspectives. I'm somewhere in the middle. We had friends who would celebrate Matmus or Abemus, but we're not like that. We don't really, we don't really care that much. I certainly don't have any desire to go all out for my birthday. I'm terrible at making plans for anyone's birthday, but I do appreciate the people who are supposed to love me to at least acknowledge that maybe they're glad I was born. 
especially my children, because if I weren't here, they wouldn't be here or they would be completely different people. We celebrated Carrie's birthday this week in style at a beautiful upscale restaurant downtown. These fine dining restaurants really do kind of make me uncomfortable, though. Their chefs are part chef, part artist. They work hard to ensure the food is creative and sublimely delicious. It's just that I have a bit of a hard time spending an exorbitant amount of money on a dinner. And I know the term exorbitant is relative. There are a lot of people who'd have a hard time justifying what I consider an acceptable amount to spend on dinner out. So I'm not saying I'm right about this. It's just how I feel, my perspective. And this particular restaurant was definitely a little bit beyond my comfort zone. The bartenders, of course, are also part bartender, part artist. I do appreciate a delicious creative cocktail, but I just feel a certain discomfort paying more than $20 for one teeny tiny delicious drink. So I savored one delicious tequila cocktail, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, a high price is one way to ensure you moderate your intake. Have you ever seen how much people drink at those all-inclusives? But before I could finish my drink entirely, one of our highly attentive servers whisked it away. That wasn't empty, I half-heartedly protested as she hurriedly dashed off with my glass. But the room was so noisy, there's no way she could have heard me unless I had yelled, which I did not, which I would not. The noise in that place. The music wasn't loud. It was the noise of everyone talking. I don't know if there's anything that can be done as far as acoustic design to level out the noise in these places, or maybe that noise level is the desired effect. I know very often when I filled out an online review, the highest rating for noise level is quote-unquote energetic, which seems stupid to me. If I'm going to linger for two and a half hours over a special meal, I want to at least be able to converse without making my voice hoarse, without having to constantly ask people to repeat themselves or just pretend I know what they said. I don't know. Maybe this is a sign that I need to get my hearing checked. Maybe it's me. And a dinner like that is supposed to be about savoring the experience. But the noise coupled with my uneasiness as I peruse the menu detracts from the experience. The other thing is I look around wondering how all these people can afford this. How they can feel comfortable with spending so much money on one meal out. Maybe they don't do it very often. And good for them. Sometimes I'm just a little too uptight to relax and enjoy the moment. And, of course, the other thing about these places is that very often it's hard for Abe to eat something he really likes, even if they have vegan options, and the chefs are usually very accommodating. But to him, so often everything tastes animally, which makes sense. The menus tend to be very meat and seafood focused in these places. So I ordered the heirloom tomato salad, which was delicious. But how would I know the difference between heirloom tomatoes and regular tomatoes? What even is an heirloom tomato? I don't even know, so I looked it up, and I found this in a Bon Appetit article. The seeds are what make an heirloom tomato an heirloom tomato, or tomato. 
They are passed down from season to season, taken by the farmers from the tomato plants that produced the best fruit. This process allows farmers to select for certain desirable traits like juiciness, size, shape, color. Heirloom tomatoes are also often open-pollinated, which means they are pollinated naturally by birds, insects, wind, or human hands. No weird science genetic modification here. I don't know. I don't think all genetic modification is necessarily bad. Isn't it sometimes just natural selection sped up? Depending on what they do. Basically, heirloom tomatoes have potential for greatness because their DNA hasn't been manipulated in the same way that the genetics of a lot of mass-market tomatoes are. Most tomatoes that we find in the grocery store have been bred to look like cartoon tomatoes. Plump, red, round, easy to store in the produce section. Of course, those tomatoes were created for consistency, but not necessarily flavor. Good for people who sell tomatoes, but not the people who buy them. Well, it kind of is good for the people who buy them, if they're cheaper. But according to this article, those tomatoes are watery, mealy, flavorless guys that get sliced up and put on fast food burgers. Well, come on. They're not all that bad. I'm certainly not someone who will ever be writing for Bon Appetit. They love heirloom tomatoes for their idiosyncratic qualities. They often have colors, textures, sizes, and flavors that vary from species to species in the same way that apple varieties do. I think they're right, though, about a lot of tomatoes at fruit stands and grocery stores being a little flavorless. But does it even matter by the time you've dressed them up with a bit of balsamic vinegar? And of course, there's the other question. Can we trust that we're getting what we're told we're getting? The article goes on. Just because a tomato is being sold with the word heirloom doesn't mean it's going to be delicious. Plenty of farms, especially big ones, market their tomatoes this way as a cover for what are actually genetically modified seeds and gnarly growing practices, cashing in on the heirloom hype while selling you an inferior product that might have traveled thousands of miles to get to you. I think local is usually a good indicator that something will be good. I really like local strawberries, too, even if they're grown in a greenhouse. They're good. Heirloom is an unregulated designation, just like natural is, so it's buyer beware. Anyway, the salad was lovely, but was it worth the price? I don't know. I love salad. It's one of my favorite foods. I probably should have stopped at the salad. It really would have been enough. But I ordered salmon, even though it was something like, I think it was $45, because I love salmon. I only cook it at home if I have guests who like salmon. And it's never as good when I cook it. Obviously, I am no chef, not even close, and I suppose animal products should be expensive. After all, responsible, humane animal agriculture is expensive. Responsible fishing is expensive, if anyone does it at all. I was a bit worried that for $45, it would be a ridiculously huge amount of salmon, but what was I thinking? Of course it wasn't. Fine dining tends to also mean reasonable portions, or for some big eaters, portions that are too small, although the filet mignon was 8 ounces, which I think is large. And they had some tomahawk steak on the menu that was some ungodly size. I thought big enough for a family of six— But anyway, the salmon was beautifully plated and thankfully a reasonably sized portion. It came with orange fish eggs and black caviar, 
pretty, but both of which I think are completely pointless. I do not actively dislike fish eggs, but I don't like them enough to bother with them. And I'm sure they're pretty expensive. I'd rather just have the fish and let the fish eggs be so that they can hatch into fish. Would these fish eggs hatch if I took them home and put them in water? Stop it, Julie. The eggs are dead. I'm sure they would not hatch. Carrie's husband, Alan, knows the chef, which made the choice of restaurant very meaningful to them. Chef generously sent a lovely champagne toast to the table and some lovely amuse-bouche, featuring an all-time favorite of upscale restaurants, some kind of liver mousse. Liver, the only food I actively dislike. I don't like liver on its own. I don't like liver with fried onions, in a pate or a mousse, or liverwurst. It's the worst. Well, pâtés and mousses aren't as bad because they tend to be more delicately flavored. But it's not, just too expensive, not a fan. We ordered carrots and broccolini to share because the entrees only came with the main thing. And I really tried to be respectful and not hog the vegetables because I love them. Even though too many restaurants ruin them with butter, sometimes, God forbid, they ruin them with bacon. This place did not. But I should have hogged them because the highly attentive staff swept them away before they were all eaten. Ugh, I also feel very uncomfortable about throwing out food. Particularly expensive, beautifully presented, delicious food. I guess what I'm saying is that I'm just too basic for fine dining. It's so expensive, seems a bit pretentious, noisy, too much butter, always the liver. Sometimes I wonder if people pretend to like liver, caviar, or fish eggs. Oh no, no, no. My grandson Richard, who is only seven years old, loves fish eggs on his sushi, so I guess he has a more sophisticated palate than I do. But of course, we're all different. Everything is not for everyone. And fine dining is clearly not for me. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. I'm sure Carrie enjoyed her birthday dinner. She originally had the reservation for 8 p.m., but she rescheduled for us for 7. It was so nice of her because she had to work that day, and I know she was tired, probably wanted time to get ready. We don't stay up late, and she knows that. And Abe was planning on doing another triathlon the next day. And when we told Carrie, she went, no, I want Funkel, Abe, because Abe's so sensible. If he has responsibilities, he fulfills them. He's not going to stay up late. He's not going to make any bad decisions. And he was the most fun at the Hot In Here concert, 
women hitting on him left and right. That was a barrel of laughs. Do I sound jealous? So yeah, she wasn't going to get Funkalabe, who would let his hair down and stay up late, because he had a triathlon the next day, his second. And he placed second in the men's age 40 to 49 age group. I was actually surprised that he placed second. I thought for sure he'd be first. And the night before, Carrie said, well, if you come in second, you're the first to lose. So I'm sure that felt great. And he placed seventh overall. I think there were 120 people in it. Interestingly, I forget what the number was, but there were more women than men in this one. And same with the last one. Maybe it was because it was a shorter triathlon, but it's kind of nice to see the gals getting out to compete in these things. Not something I would do, but it's great that everyone has an opportunity. This time the swim wasn't cancelled. He got to do the swim. It was in a smaller lake. It wasn't in one of the Great Lakes, so it probably just didn't get as cold. Unfortunately, I could not go to cheer him on because I had something else scheduled I couldn't miss. So Funkel, Grandfather Abe the Babe, and I just went home after dinner, and all the young people headed out to a bar somewhere. Maybe it was a cocktail lounge. I don't know. All I know is they needed a reservation, and one of the friends had to go ahead to claim their table because they would have been charged $20 a person, and the table given up for someone else had they been more than 15 minutes late for the reservation. I certainly don't blame the establishment for that. It really messes them up if they turn away customers to hold a table for people who don't show up. I guess some of these places are just so busy you can't risk walking around and trying to get into a place on a Saturday night without a reservation. Especially this week, with the Toronto International Film Festival on, which I avoid. Crowds, famous people, mm-mm, no thank you. And downtown is jammed. I don't know. Am I getting old? Well, yes, I am getting old. But is that the reason I had no desire to go out after dinner? Or is it maybe because I got used to never going out during lockdown? I'm pretty sure I would have wanted to join them a few short years ago, but now the restaurant alone was enough sensory overload for me. Soon I'll be ready for the lamb do. You know what I mean, the white permed hairstyle that resembles a lamb? No, I don't think I'll ever be ready for the lamb do. But who knows? People change. One of the things I love about Carrie is the way she periodically likes to remind me that she's my favorite. And of course, I just agree with her. I had one friend whose mother used to tell each of her children, you're my favorite, but don't tell the others. Even though I don't actually have a favorite, I must say I certainly do appreciate having Carrie close, even though we are both really busy and we don't necessarily see each other as often as I'd like. But there's a certain comfort in knowing she's there. There are no time zone issues, and I can get to her within 30 minutes if she needs me or if I need her. And she has always had a certain wisdom and can quickly talk me down from worrying. Not that I'm a huge worrier, but when I worry, I, I really feel sorry for people who worry all the time because it's such a horrible feeling. And she can talk me down from that as she did when Violet and Lily were at the CNE on their own. When she was younger, she used to think she might like to be a psychologist, and I think she would have been a great psychologist or counselor as long as 
she could shake off other people's anxiety. The problem was she couldn't read for more than 10 minutes at a time without her persistent migraines violently escalating. And the undergrad degree to go into psychology requires excellent grades and a lot of reading, so that was an enormous obstacle. And even though I did manage to finally get the school board's agreement that she could use a computer to listen to the work and take exams orally, it was too late. It was her last year of high school, and I think by then she was just so fed up with her head relentlessly pounding and constantly throwing up. So she just decided to get through high school and move on to the beauty industry, which She's helping grandmother slow down the aging process. She really is. One thing about Carrie, though. Well, a few things about Carrie. She is unfailingly loyal, and she's a master problem solver, which translates to a great friend or employee worth her weight in gold. If you show up every day and solve problems, any employer will want to keep you. And she'll defend you like a tiger. God help you if you're the one who's wronged one of her loved ones. And I've always said to her, you can say anything as long as you say it respectfully. But sometimes people have been so horrible to someone she loves that they ended up receiving her well-deserved wrath and not necessarily respectfully delivered. And, and, you know, before she was born, I wasn't planning on having a third child. At 27 years old, I was working full-time. I was working overtime. I was busy with Catherine and Joanne. And I already knew the likelihood of my marriage lasting a lifetime was slim. I had also put my part-time studies on hold shortly after Joanne was born because I got sick and was having a hard time keeping up. I was very happy with my two girls and scheduled for a tubal ligation. But the best laid plans, you know, shortly after Christmas 1987, I noticed that my trousers were a bit tight in the waist. I used to have a really small waist. When I gained weight, I gained it in the hips and thighs. So that meant something. What the hell? It's not as though I pigged out at Christmas. In fact, I had been quite sick for a time which used to periodically happen. It was as though whenever I got a few days off work, my body would say, okay, this is our chance to fever it up. But even when I don't eat anything, I gain 10 pounds before I even know I'm expecting. That's my pattern. And in the olden days, you had to get a pregnancy test at the lab with a doctor's referral, wait a few days, and contact the doctor's office for the results. It's positive, Mrs. Ryan. Okay, I'm booked for tubal ligation on Thursday. Perhaps we should cancel that. Will do, Mrs. Ryan. If you happen to be a regular listener, you might be thinking, haven't I heard this before? And I'm sorry for boring you, but it bears repeating that if you or your partner miss a couple of birth control pills and catch them up, you better have backup birth control or you could be in for a surprise. In my case, the surprise worked out so much better than I ever could have imagined. Where would I be without Carrie? She's clever, kind, honest. She might tell you things you might not want to hear. She's hardworking. She's insightful. A great mixologist. I'll take her drinks over any bartender in a restaurant. She looks after my aging skincare needs. And she's just so much 
fun to be around. She's not only my baby, my youngest, she's my sounding board at times, my rock. So even though my advice is to be fastidious with your birth control, for some of us, slipping up could be the best thing that could ever happen. I was lucky I was not in a desperate situation, and I'm so grateful Carrie was born. She's great. I would like to thank you so much for taking some time from your busy day to listen to the little life stories of an average woman. Maybe I remind you of you or your mom, maybe your nan. Feel free to share, rate, review. If you have anything you'd like to share, please email me at jewelsays at gmail.com. I might share your email on the podcast, but even if I don't, I will most certainly reply to you privately. Have a wonderful week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.